yet. No. Okay, so uh, that's like that. Like, took me like three hours. Like, by chapter one, do you mean the naked guy in the woods? Chapter one. Yeah. Or so like it, it, anything after that? So by chapter end of chapter, once you finish that first portion. Yeah. So I I finished where you go to the morgue, like after okay. the morgue. Yeah. Like don't don't say anything too specific, but yeah, my, yeah, that's where you stopped playing, correct? Yes. Okay. And the only reason I brought that up is because Detective Breaker is Sean Asper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. When he showed up, I'm like, is that fucking Iceman? What yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> I didn't see it until he were until they were in the morgue. I was like, wait a second. That's Sean Ashmore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I am assuming. Uh, I don't know if Dom would have. Well, Dom may have gotten to this point already. Mike definitely hasn't. And Todd definitely has. There's another character that probably would have been played by a different actor if they were still alive. Okay, Lance Reddick. Yeah, I just I don't want to say anything about the character in the game, but yeah, Lance Reddick probably would have uh, uh, reprised his also his role from Quantum Break because that's where Sean Ashmore's character is being tied in. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought that Lance Reddick was in this game because I thought they made the talk show guy look a lot like him. I think so I they like, definitely purposely cast that actor because he, yeah, he, he does I thought it was some physical, uh, uh, like similarities with Lance Reddick. Th- that yeah, that no, probably I, was going to be Lance. Is Reddick. it the same talk show host as the first game? No. Uh, no yeah. It's it's no, the first, the first game, I think uh, Alan Wake one, I think is, is like a white guy talk show. It's a different talk show name too. I just assumed that it was the same. Like I didn't really, dive into it too much but i just assumed it was the same talk show because he's been stuck for 13 years uh no the the um i forget it's a it's like a different talk show too in the first game um let me see real quick what is so i i didn't read into this but i think part of the reason why sean ashmore's character has yeah so I think part of the reason why um, Sean Ashmore's character has a different name, but still as it's like a reference to Quantum Break is because I think Microsoft technically owns the Quantum Break IP, so they had to change names because Lance Reddick's character in Quantum Break is Mr. Hatch, and his character's name in, or who is probably supposed to be the same character in Alan Wake 2 is... Mr. Door. So, I mean, you got Tim Breaker, Mr. Door. I think it's, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, well, I wouldn't say that's spoilers for Alan Wake 2. Lance Reddick Wait, does show up in see. Control, right? Uh, I'm pretty so sure. What yeah. was his name in that? Mike would probably know better than us from the top of his I head. don't remember. Let me just, I, I believe him there. I just, I'm trying to remember. Um, in according to IMDb, this can't be right. Uh, he's not even listed in the top cast. Um, ba, 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 ba. he's not listed at all. Maybe there's just a reference to him. Yeah, I mean, I believe he might have been there, but I'm trying to picture it, and I don't remember who he would have been. Oh, he's Mister Door in control. Okay. I wonder why they changed it then. 
either way, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about Elemic a little bit more in a second. Welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of our best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about control too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Sunday evening, ending the weekend for you, is the anime Michael Senpai himself, Desir. Michael Desir. start. Nailed Great. it. Sorry, I'm um I'm uh, I'm time skipping. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm slipping. Sorry. Oh yeah, this is the show that also came out this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are you doing, Mike? I'm fine. Also rounding us out tonight, of course, is the fucking Fortnite father, Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? Fortnite father, what the fuck? Good. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there, you know, just seeing what sticks. So far, nothing. And then, what are you drinking? What are you drinking over there? Drinking an original sin black widow cider. It's pretty good. A little bit sweeter than I perf- like usually like, but it's it's good. Uh, and rounding us out, of course, is the Disney daddy himself, Dominic Forty Dom. How are you doing tonight? Uh, apparently, Alex Casey is a rename for Max Payne because yes. Max Payne is owned by Rockstar, maybe Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. Um. <sighs> I don't want to talk too... Like, I don't know. I don't think... If you're interested in Alan Wake 2, I think you know that, for the most part, unless you're just playing Alan Wake 1 and 2, I think you know for the most part that these games are all in a larger universe that are connected now. No? Is that not a common... Pretty early on in the game, you find the Bureau of Control, like, in one of the first missions of Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Oh, no, it's right at the beginning. Like, it's it's very heavy-handed that, like, hey... This stuff is in this all, game. It's all connected, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if like it's common knowledge if you know some of these characters are showing up in some form. Um, I don't know. There was Alan Wake DLC for fucking Control. Yeah, like, like, That's and true. like, I, I don't, I'm, I can't really speak on anything because I'm pretty fucking fire right now in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, me and Brendan talked about this a while ago when he's like, "Did you see what was on the fence?" And I'm like, "Oh, like, so we were like started like spiraling like down like." Oh shit! Are they connecting all this shit now? Yeah, and like, like I, yeah. I have some interesting theories. That's also the other reason why I want the two of you to catch up. Well, it's uh, so funny because where I'm at right now with Saga, like I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going on, and you guys will like eventually get there. But with Wake, I have no fucking clue what's going on because I've barely yeah. played Wake, so like I don't even know. It's uh, it's it's real good. I mean, just the I've put in about six hours at this point. Um, as long as the story continues, what it's doing for me like this is easily gonna land itself as like a as a top game for me of this year like it will still probably be in my top 10 regardless even if it late game is not doing it for me but i I don't expect it to be that way and i i'm like really really happy that i decided to to play it because it's it's hitting real fucking good for me um but before we continue to talk a little bit more about alan wake a couple of quick housekeeping things. This episode, episode 393, is of course sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening, you want yourself something hot, sweet, tasty, fresh out of the oven, you can head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty or at Good Morning Chubby, and you will not be disappointed, I promise. If you do head down, let them know past the controller sent you. Uh, other quick housekeeping things. The PTC Movie Club for November is Todd's pick, and it is 
they live. I think we figured out where it's streaming. Do we have streaming? I think it's Peacock, right? I don't remember. It, what it was, was definitely it. someplace. Okay. Right. Mike said, Peacock. Mike said, Google it yourself. You fuckers. Um, I don't know why he's Pretty that much. aggressive, but you know, there he is. I'm always that uh, aggressive. So, uh, we're going to talk about they live at the end of the month, uh, again, with Thanksgiving being a holiday that will disrupt our schedule. Most likely I'm not exactly sure when we'll record that episode, but it will either be, you know, last one of the month or very close to the end of the month or right at right after the end of the month. So just look for that uh, to be somewhere towards the end of November. Uh, I think that's all we really got for housekeeping at this point. Um, we can just kind of roll right back in. Has anyone pl been playing anything else besides Alan Wake before we just kind of hop back in the Alan Wake train for a few minutes? I beat you, Sam. What'd you think of it? Because I also finished it. Um, I mean, it's all I don't right. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It, I liked the gameplay mechanic. I, I yeah. liked... I. There just wasn't enough for me. Were you, like, searching for, like, the notes and stuff and reading everything, or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get all the notes, but... Okay. I mean, I, I was doing side stuff side stuff yeah yeah i mean it's definitely like you gotta kind of i think want it or or not want it and it, it's not definitely not gonna resonate for everyone uh i kind of like the story that was being told through the notes and stuff but outside of that it's really just you know you're exploring and climbing yeah. which i i thought that once you get a hold of the gameplay rhythm i i liked the climbing aspect i thought it worked really well there were a few times where it was like, I feel like I'm trying to grab this ledge. It is not letting me grab this ledge, even though it is a grabbable thing. And then I'd have to like climb away a little bit and then climb back to hit it. It was just like weird, like just the collision not working properly. Um, but it didn't happen often. Uh, anyone else playing anything other than Alan Wake 2? You just give a jump back on fucking Population One, baby, because that's I'm putting in like two hours a day on Population One right now. That's my multiplayer game. That's fucking all I'm playing for. Yeah, Mike, I'll play. So oh, I'll carry you guys. I'm get, I'm like no joke. I'll like be playing with my team. I'll drop by myself. I'll be like wiping teams out. I, I have like ten to like twelve kills almost every game. Now. Why can't you do that in Fortnite? Oh, it's different. I mean, you you do you do drop by yourself and run around by yourself. You just don't get the kills yeah. or, or do anything. Why can't you do that? I'm just so good with those SMGs and the reloading that these guys don't even know what the fuck to do. They just like run at me and can't fucking do anything. Population one, Todd's game of the year, 2023. There you go. You heard it. You heard right. it right here. Um, I, wants to go bat for it. Mm -hmm. I was saying someone has to go to bat for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did we talk about Juicent last week? We did, right? Am I losing my mind? I think it came up in some capacity somewhere because this is not the first time I've heard the title of the game. I still don't know what it is, but this is not the first time I've heard about it. You climb. You climb. Oh, interesting. Because um, I'm trying to think of if I brought up other stuff I was playing last week or not. So I, I got a game called Fashion Dreamer. Did we talk about this on the podcast? That I don't remember. It's oh, fine. It's So there's, there's a series of fashion games that were on the DS that were described to me as like fashion RPGs. And this was supposed to be like a spiritual successor. And I was like, all right, I'll bite. Like I'll, I'll see what it's about. I'll take a peek and it's not bad. It's fine. I'm enjoying my time with it, 
but it is definitely going to be one of those things that like once i stop playing it i will probably never go back to it um like there's there will not be longevity there for me um i i will say though i've been playing a lot in bed and uh not that it's like necessarily i would call a deep fashion game but jen is into fashion and style and she'll look over and be like you're fucking awful at this. Let me fucking get in there and fucking make this look better for you. So she's it's it's been fun because she's like jumped in to be like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Let me dress this person for you, whatever. Um, Is she doing well? Yeah, she's getting three hearts when she jumps in. I'm not always getting three hearts. So basically, like, there's not a lot in the game, so I can see why this might not be. It's a weird game for me to recommend. I, I also don't think I'm the the maybe the typical person that would be picking this type of game up um but there's not a lot to do so far like there's stuff to do but not a lot it's essentially you walk around this hub world that is populated by npcs in the game but also if you connect to the internet it's populated by other people playing the game and you basically go up to them and you can take their outfits if you're yourself so add them to your wardrobe which also would include stuff that people can make because part of the game is also like you make your own fashion brand and you design clothes and then you have like a showroom that like other people online can go into and if they like your clothes they can also take them home for their wardrobe so you're it's a mix of taking people's clothes liking people's clothes so they get like recognition and other like rewards in the game but also for the npcs and for the online players it works a little bit differently, but it's the same thing. It's basically like, oh, this person, these are their likes. So, like, dress them based off of the wardrobe that you own, inventory in your game, and fit it into, like, their criteria of, like, this is their favorite color, or they like this type of thing, or whatever it may be, and, like, try to dress them. Uh, and you get graded based on how well you fit into their criteria. So there's that whole aspect that's it's designing clothes and growing that inside your your catalog or whatever. It's interesting. It's fun. It's a good wind down game for me at the end of the night. But definitely going to be one of those things that, you know, probably won't grab me for a long time. I think if there was a little bit more there, I probably could find myself in like an Animal Crossing loophole of like, this is my go to bed at night, like, you know, put an hour in, get my stuff good and whatever. I don't think it'll keep me for that long, but I'm enjoying it for what it is for now. Speaking of Animal Crossing, can you believe they abandoned that game? No, no fucking DLC. <laughs> Damn it. Fucking, we, I did, we, that's Todd's activation word, Animal Crossing. It really is. I hear Todd's it. activation <laughs> words are Animal Crossing, Overwatch, uh, <laughs> Overwatch and the thing we're going to talk about after Alan Wake. Oh, oh no, Pokemon. I'm MCL. talking about Pokemon? Oh, shit. No, not Pokemon. <laughs> you have four. This is, this is not a Pokemon podcast tonight. Good God. Um, and the other thing, uh, the other thing that, oh, so I made, I didn't make, but like Jen wanted to play a game last night, which she normally doesn't want to do. So we went over a few options and we decided on Florence because it's like a very quick game. Uh, I don't know. Florence is still a good game. I, I like that game a lot. It's I don't know. Has anyone else here played it? I feel like Dom probably has. I have. Todd, you not played it? I have not, no. I'm assu- and I'm just gonna assume Mike's never played it. Definitely didn't. Uh you like it, Dom, or no? Yeah, I like most of their little story games. Yeah. So it's it's really good. You probably like it, Todd. It's like 
probably finish it in like 30 minutes. Like it's a very, very quick game. You can you can download it on Switch, but you can also download it on your phone and like Florence, play it. In... I was I was literally just about to say Florence may have been a game that I played on my phone. It was it was a game that it's I played not on, on my Xbox. Phone. Yeah. No, it's what? it's only I think it's only on mobile PC and Switch, but. It's, I think I beat Florence and Gorgoa on my phone. Uh, Gorgoa would probably be another good phone game. I played Gorgoa on Switch. We played Florence on Switch last night. I I bought it for it's like a couple of dollars. Um, it's really not an expensive game, and it's I like you have to want to have that experience. But I personally like it. It's just a good little story about Florence. It's it's just good. It's a good story. Um, but then we also went back to so slowly throughout the year. I've been playing a game called The Case of the Golden Idol, which if you want a good like mystery it's actually it's like a murder mystery puzzle game. It is fucking phenomenal. It's not new this year. It's new to the Switch this year, which is how I'm playing it. It was a I think it was PC only last year. But this is like if you want murder mystery puzzle game fucking top tier like it is so good and it's it's a single player game but i i've been primarily only playing it with jen because it's like a good we're trying to figure this fucking thing out together thing uh which is just i think it's a really it can be a good fun co-op game that way but it's it's essentially like you get placed into this multi usually a multi-screen area so it'll be like you know you're in one room you can go to different rooms and like examine clues and notes letters people and like between all of these things you need to you need to figure out basically like you'll have a separate board where it's like it'll list the characters faces and you have to like figure out who is who because it won't be so overtly easy of like this is this person and this is this person you have to figure that part out then you have to figure out like what happened in the scene so it'll be like this person killed this person because they wanted this, they killed them with this, you know, in order to do this and this. And it's not just like a straightforward thing. There's a lot of fucking hijinks that are going on. And there'll be other aspects for different chapters of it too, where it's like the one we did last night was, and, and it all it all circles back into solving the main mystery of the chapter. We had to figure out all of the characters' names and who they were. And some of it is like a long going story. So there'll be like some characters that appear again. So you'll be like, oh, that's this person. And that makes it easy to like at least lock that person in. But the thing that we did last night, it was a dinner party where someone got poisoned. So we had to figure out where everyone was sitting at the table, figure out whose jackets were downstairs on the like coat rack to like figure out like oh there's this in this person's pocket who whose fucking jacket is this uh then like on the other side of the house there were four different bedrooms plus a hidden room and a study and all those things we had to figure out like whose bedroom is whose for the like maids and servants that worked there and figure out if they were part of the motive to kill the person or if there was an outside person like all these things going on and as we've gotten deeper into the games i think we're on like the third arc. I don't know how many total arcs there are. There's like a lot deeper things that are going on kind of as a broader stroke of the story. It's really good. If if you like that type of trying to figure shit out, it's, uh, it's really good. It can be difficult. We were stuck for a long time last night on a specific thing that we had backwards and it like was fucking unraveling us. 
but such a such a fucking good game. Like highly recommend. It's on PC and, and, and Switch. It's definitely uh definitely one to look at if that sounds like your jam. Pentiment? Um it's different than Pentiment. Like Pentiment is I feel like a little more I wanna say straightforward, but like Pentiment's more of like a kinda it, it has similarities. Pentiment's more game of like a like, point and click adventure. Whereas like I want this another is game not like Pentiment that's set in like a, a more recent timeline kind of thing. I want those guys to make like another game like that. Yeah. Ah, but it works so well in that like era. It does. No, like it does. It was great. Story. It works so I just well. kinda want like a another one, like not like a cyberpunky, but like maybe even yeah. a futuristic kind of one. It it definitely has similarities to Pentiment, but it's it's a very like you're not moving around, you're just like observing these scenes and trying to figure out what happened. Um, highly recommend it. But back to Alan Wake 2. I know we've been like scatterbrained talking about Alan Wake 2 throughout the whole intro. Um, you know, we'll aside from mentioning that there are some crossover characters, we'll, we'll be rather spoiler free. Um, wh- where is everyone's like take with the game so far? I mean, I I've obviously said it's like a very high on my list. I'm very very much enjoying it. Michael. As the resident say, fucking I, remedy guy, you've barely played it. I'm surprised. Yes, I barely played it, so therefore I'm gonna abstain from any judgment because I haven't done anything yet. Wait till he gets to some of like the fucking jump scares and shit. Like, has the game scared you at all? Uh, I mean, he's definitely gotten to jump scares in the game at the point. No, I'm talking about you. Haven't even gotten to like some of these fucking jump yeah, scares. Oh, I've gotten to some stuff that's fucking yeah. fucked me up. There were Just like wait. two jump scares. There's one at the very beginning when you first start playing. Yes. Which number one uh, sidebar, this is not a critique of the game or anything. It's just that I was part of the reason why I stopped playing the first time was because I was trying to figure out how to get my controller to work with the games that I bought on PC. And um, I had a controller plugged in. The game starts in a way where like it kind of transitions from a cinematic to being playable. And I'm standing there like, oh, supposed to be me going right and my controller wasn't letting me move because i don't know it it didn't pair right or whatever so like some of the buttons worked on the controller but everything else i'd use the keyboard for and i got frustrated so i just gave up on it um but yeah there's a jump scare at that point someplace and then i think there's a jump scare near the end of that chapter where i had stopped yes and um yeah again it seems like it seems like uh, you know your typical remedy kind of thing, and I don't know how to perfectly describe that. But I mean, if you played a couple remedy games, you'll start seeing some sort of similarities between gameplay mechanics. So it's doing that. I'll play the game. I'll probably like the story. I'll probably vibe with the gameplay mechanics in terms of how you, I don't know, shoot things maybe. And uh and a flashlight. Flashlight, flashlight's key. At least it was before. I don't light is still clearly a, a thing here, but I don't know what's actually happening, so I don't wanna speak too far out of turn. Yeah, you'll you'll see, Mike. You'll see. I'm I am curious also the deeper you get in to see because I, I I think it would be safe to say you and I both don't typically like things of the horror nature or scary things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are fucked. You're not gonna like this game. Like, 
Everybody very much lied to us, Mike. It is you're not gonna it, like sagas. You're not gonna like sagas missions at all. <laughs> has scary moments, and like I think based off of the jump scares that you have already experienced in the game so far, that type of stuff does happen throughout the game, at least mm-hmm. to the points that I'm at. And sometimes it's less of those happening, and it's I'm playing the game. And I'm on edge because I am expecting that to happen. And then right. maybe it doesn't happen when you expect it to. And then it fucking happens at a different point And it like just fucking gets me every time. I have the headphones on loud too when I'm playing it too. So it's like I, in your face kind of. <laughs> I, I usually play everything, including this podcast. One headphone off so I can like hear the house and the other on so I can fully hear. I've been playing Alan Wake 2 with both on, which is not normal for me in most games. Two reasons. One, the sound design and music is really fucking good. And two, the sound design and music is so good. And I fucking hate the game for being that good about it because it really does kind of just set the tone of like what this game is. And and you're very quickly, Mike, going to get to some points where it's like very immersive with its sound design matching the tone of what you're doing in that game like the next steps for what you're doing in that game is going to be like the wind fucking brushing through the fucking leaves is going to sound real good and great and you're going to be like i fucking wish it didn't sound that good and great because i don't want to be in the woods right now uh it's 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 really good like the visuals in this game are... You're, you're going to wish you were back in the woods, all right? Just fucking, I can't wait for you to <laughs> shit your pants right <laughs> Uh, it's, it's no, this game, this game's like, I usually, I'm usually kind of bitching and moaning about a lot of survival horror games because it's very few games that scare me. Um, I think Dead Space was one of those games that like got me once or twice. I will say this game hit, got me so good a couple nights ago that like my whole body jolted. Like I was like, like legit playing the game and I was like, uh, and then it happened again a few minutes after. I'm like, God damn it. Stop this shit. And when Todd is getting hit that way, Mike, you know, we are fucked. Like, you know, we're fucked. I'm going to scroll back to my text message to Todd the night that this happened because there was, okay. Uh, what did I say? What did I say? You're like, you lied to me. <laughs> something, something about lying about this game. Uh, oh, yeah, you there was a, it's not a spoiler. It's it's really nothing. But at some point soon, you might have either either already ha- had it happen to you, Mike, or it's very soon. There's just a very passing piece of dialogue from one of the characters. And he's just he just says, oh, it's all about a control, isn't it? And I'm just like, I laughed. Really oh, I, hard I think like, I I think I did hear that. Line. I was like, "Oh, you guys, what, what are you guys doing?" Um, I'll ahead, say Doc. this: uh, I just um, I was talking to Brendan about this. A couple things. First thing is, is that I don't know if Dom, have you had instances where like you're just kind of getting lost and don't know where to go at some points in like the confined maps? Because I feel like I've had that. It's not a. It's not. It's like a. Yes. It's not a game problem. It's like, because it all works itself out, and you can follow the map pretty good. But... Yeah, I, well, that's what it is. Is like, there's been a few times where I've, like, gotten to a, like, I've gone down a road, and I've been like, this is not where I meant to go. And I've, yes. like, checked yeah, the yeah, map, yeah. and but... I've been able to get myself right back. But... Yeah, same. So I, I, there's never been a point where I've been stuck. But uh, me and Brendan were talking about a couple of days ago how, like, this game is so good because it's, like, every Remedy game, they take what they learn from older games and incorporate it into the new game. 
And like this just seems like a culmination of all the games they've made come together like very cohesively. Mm-hmm. Like 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 Quantum Break, they wanted to do the live action, but like they couldn't make it work. They made it into like thirty this game does like in between like, you know, some live action, some of this other stuff. The powers from Control. Sure, Alan Wake also had some of those. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always forget that Alan Wake had those. But, um, yeah, but it's just, and even Control had it, too. Like, you know, in uh, a lot of, did you play Control? You played Control, right? Yeah, yeah it was our um, game of the year that year. We all yeah, played. I, I can't, I can't I remember. The only, I think that's the only time we've all played a gear, that a might, game that the year might came be the out. First, that might be the first time Mike has been like, hey, I really like this game. You should play that game. And I've been like, all right, Mike recommended it. <laughs> yeah, I right. the game. Yeah, I, I think I also played it after Mike. Yeah. Um, I, I must have said it to you on the phone because I can't find the text message. I must have said it to like Jesse or, or someone in in Discord, uh, in a Discord message. But the night that it happened, you're getting close to it, Mike. There was like Alan Wake one different era. They probably made that game a little more actiony just because that's what games were were more like back then. Where like this is very clearly like they're doing something totally different, um, which I think works better. Um, and at least so far early on, there's not a lot of combat, Mike. I think it's like the perfect balance from where I've been at. I'm yeah, like I, I'm a little over halfway through this game, and I think yeah. that it's consistently like I never feel like there's too much. I never feel like there's not enough. I feel like it's perfectly placed. When I am actively trying to avoid combat, if possible, because of like ammunition conservation or because i don't want to be fucking scared i think that you're doing it right um but there's like an enemy that makes themselves present that i was in no way expecting or ready for and the way that i got caught off guard by that it literally felt like someone punched me in the fucking chest. Like I went back in my chair and like I jerked back so hard. My shoulder hurt. I was like, what the fuck? I, I can, t- cause you've passed it down. I can tell you after I, w- I won't say it here. Cause I don't want to, I, I imagine that I know what you're talking about. If you're, I like, don't have a, a good way. To- I don't text me right now. Should I take my headphones off? Do you want to say it out loud? No, because I, I like I also like kind of want to preserve the game at this point for like yeah. people that haven't played it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't really have a good way of of. I'll just questioning it. Have you guys gotten any more weapons in the game? Because like the ways oh. to get. I, I I wasn't expecting it at all. It just he's like impressed. why I thought you were talking about like the animal. Uh, was, that also that was, also scared the shit out of me. I was like more caught off guard because I was like, wait a second, now now animals are attacking. Yeah, yeah, and the way that it just like walks by in the light, yeah. like it just quickly, I was oh, like, whoa, that was, yeah. that was that was like a great like like a regular enemy fight. Like I thought that yes. was awesome because it yeah. just like takes off into the woods and you can just see its eyes like as it's, yeah, like, right. you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was awesome. I was like, I don't have I ammo for awesome. this. I I cannot fucking kill this thing. Uh. But it's it's really good, and like I would recommend if you're listening to this, I we've been trying to stay as very like light on the game as possible, just because I, I think it's a game that's very, you know, would benefit from you know not knowing a lot about some of the stuff that's going on. There's some stuff that like I did not really have spoiled for, and it like kind of roundabout spoiled for me, but it didn't hinder too much the experience. There's just like the game goes places, and I'm still early, and I'm hoping that it goes in even 
wackier places and deeper places. The beginning of the game feels like supernatural true detective. 100%. Yeah. M- the mixed of the game, with... Like, go, go ahead, Ted. I was going to say mixed with, uh, what's it called? David Lynch. Um, oh, Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when the, when the guy's like, oh boy, I need my coffee, I'm like... Yeah, right. Yeah, and they both drink their coffee at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They drink their coffee the same time a lot. Is that That is that a reference to that? Todd, that was why I said what I said the other day to you. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I am curious, or one of the things at least, more of that specific vibe is present in the saga stuff. Which you don't have to answer that, Todd. But I, I'm I'm curious if they're different stories. Like if they're like I think the different like genres almost yeah i think the alan stuff is a little tonally different from what the game alan off seems as. like more puzzly where like sag is more survival horror non-stop like sag is like whole thing is like from what i mean i've and like you guys got like two huge, huge like i got through like two like big parts of i want to talk about it so bad because like one part i did last yesterday i mean i mean whenever... one of my favorite things Whenever all four of us finish it, like this is gonna be prime for a like a separate like conversation about this game, I think. Uh so I don't know. Whenever Mike decides to play Alan Week two, I guess. I probably should have I'll probably have to finish in a day or two. I am off I think I'm off this Thursday and Friday. So maybe I'll like sit down and actually play it for realsies. Yeah. Get get a little more time in there because you're still you still are pretty early. Uh like but this it's 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 like starting to ramp up, but like once you once you start getting into Alan stuff, and you get you're getting more of the full picture of what the game is going to be. I think uh, it, it, like its use of live action stuff while you're playing is fucking really good, and then just the segments that are live action are also really fucking good. And Wait, so it is, for the Alan stuff, like, and obviously without going into spoiler territory, you did chapter four, which we talked about, the one that we're like, oh, yeah. you got to get here. Yeah, I stopped uh, after that. I so haven't, anything else. Okay. I haven't played any more since then. Okay. Um, for, yeah, Al, Alan's chapter four. That's so good. <laughs> Amanda was in the living room with me, and I had like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm putting the sound on because you like just need to watch this I, right now. I like, <laughs> I need to find a clip of someone on YouTube who's played it. That's like a good, like, like interpret, like representation of that. Because yeah. I tried ex- after I did it, I tried explaining it to Jen because I was like fucking floored, and it just it didn't matter. Like none of it <laughs> like, mattered. Yeah. I was like, you don't understand. She's, you don't understand. She said, "Come back to me. You have to dress the man." <laughs> uh, I will say though, like. I'll probably one of the days next year for Halloween. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an Alan together. It's an easy oh, yeah. costume for me to pull off. Like I could easily do that. Uh, yeah, he looks just like my nephew. I think he could pull it off. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Like, no, I just I'll get I'll take a book and I'll like print out an Alan Wake book cover and carry it around with a flashlight. There you go, easy. And it's gonna be like this to everyone the whole time. Hold it yeah. up huh? Huh? and have it so you can change the beam on the flashlight to like blind people's eyes. The 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 like the actors are so good in this game. Like the live action portions, the voice acting at points is not the best, but I, overall it's good. It, it it's not bad. It's just like the the live action stuff mixed in is fuck. Damn it, 
I don't want to play tonight because it's too late. It's too dark. <laughs> it's but, too dark. It's too but, scary. I don't want to play. Uh, which this honestly just goes back to how I said whenever I was like, oh, yeah, they should make a live action control movie or TV TV show. I don't know how they would connect it to Alan Wake because I don't know if it would be a case of we need to make separate uh, things. God, you guys fucking played the game and I want to talk about something so bad. And it's like, oh, oh boy. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, it would be Mike. interesting if they made a TV show and it was its own entity, but it, it fit into it the also TV. Fit in, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like just based off of playing Quantum Break Control and now Alan Wake 2, they definitely really want to make a TV show. Like, and they've got all these live... The to. problem is that they've got all these actors already doing the stuff for the game, mm-hmm. where if they, were to, if they were going to do a show or movie of any kind, it, it would make more sense to just get these guys rather than wait until they're, you know, not off limits, but like either they're too old or they're too famous to be involved with it in any capacity. Unless it's going to be its own thing. And then like, and then for some reason, you know, Sean Ashmore pops Alan, up. Alan Lake Sean shows Ashmore, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sean, yeah. Sean Ashmore shows up. Uh, Jake from Animorphs all over again. It, it's really good. I'm looking for, I wish I had more time this weekend to put into it. And I just, I did not have any time this weekend. I barely played any games. But it's real good. It's real good. Looking forward to playing more of that. It's it for me personally. It's like I, I don't want to say the sleeper hit for me of the year because it's not. But it, it's just a game that I did not personally intend on playing, and I'm Look, if, yeah, happy I am. If I manage to play it and beat it in the next three weeks, it will just end up being my game of the year. So we can just cross that off now. I was like, there yeah, yeah. Well, is, Mike, you can, you can sway the podcast. You have that power. Nah, you'll be another, you'll be another fucking fight you guys for fucking Tears of the Kingdom or Spider Man or Todd. I don't know what the fuck you did, man. You definitely played something. Um, every one of those and Phantom Liberty. Come on, don't forget about Cyberpunk. Phantom Liberty. Mike, you really want him to give it to fucking Cyberpunk? Come on now. That game is fucking top tier. That's another game I want you guys to play because I feel like you'll have the same reaction to that game at that this point that you do that you will with Alan Wake. It's everybody fucking like. Everyone wants me to play fucking cyberpunk. You really should. It's uh, and it's a game you can play over and over again and have so many different outcomes. And it's just uh, it feels fresh. I don't have time to fucking play out awake. I have time to play cyberpunk more than once. Come on, you silly guy. I gotta, I gotta go build my fashion empire and fashion dream. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that'll bring us to our final topic of the evening, which is. Is the MCU in a good place right now no 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 okay okay all right great talk guys he's gonna solve that spoiler free we'll talk a little bit about the marvels uh since dom and i have seen it and mike has now seen it twice like you saw uh, it again he saw it today <laughs> he said it's like the best movie he's ever seen like you're a big big fan mike literally walked out of the theater and texted me all caps and then walked the right MCU back in. MCU is back, baby. Turned around and walked right back in, sat I, down for the next showing while they were clean. Uh, we walked out of that theater, and we went to my car. And, and there Brennan was another goes, number on it. <laughs> Brennan goes, hey, Mike, did you get a ticket? And no, someone left a slip of paper under my windshield wiper that had a phone number and said, text me. So that's what happened there. Um, <laughs> did we didn't talk about the MCU. That's what we hmm? thought at first, but we inspected the car. That's what I was like, car. 
yeah, I looked at my car. I'm like, I don't see any damage or anything. Nothing. I didn't see any new damage. I nude? did end up texting. Nude yeah, damage? New, yeah, new damage. No, no that's nude? the damage I did. New, <laughs> yeah, they, they slapped their dong on my, mm-hmm. on my hood in like an imprint. And I was like, who did this? That's why Mike went to the movies again today because they he texted them. They were like, "Let's see the Marvels." Oh, sidebar. I'm sorry, I'm distracted, but it just made me think of this. When I was driving to the movie theater today, there was a car in front of me at one point on the highway that had a Montana vanity plate that said "R.I.P. Kobe," and I just thought that was odd. Like it just, just the fact that it's from Montana and that was not to take it down this whole side, but did you text? Did you get a response back from the text? I did. Wasn't Todd here when I asked you that question before? I don't remember. I don't know if I heard. Yeah, I don't. You probably didn't hear, but yes, I texted the, I texted them back. They, I just said, you left a note on my car, and they replied, huh, with the question mark. So I just stopped talking because, like, if I say something like that and you're you're like befuddled, then clearly. Put your number down. Yeah, clearly Dom was like, "I'll believe." Like some one of their friends left their friend's number on someone's. Why is it me? That seems like a Dom thing. What if what if what if he just responded back and he's like, "Hey, this is Herp Derp McSlurp. What's going on?" I'd be like, "Yo, where you been, boy?" (laughs) He was in Fortnite. He was in Fortnite today. No, he was. Wait, really? Yeah. Is that where we played with him? Fortnite or Overwatch? No, yeah, because Dom's friends with him now. I'm friends with him on Xbox. You play games with them? No, I haven't played. I played a couple matches of uh, Overwatch with them, like when you guys weren't playing. But I mean, that was four years ago. Damn, I, it's always funny when you have like the random people that you play games with for a brief period on Xbox that you meet, and then like they're still in your friends list. And years later, I'll be like, I'll just, <laughs> I, I look at my friends list sometimes on there, and I'm like, oh, people I know, and then it's like, here's random person we probably played f- whatever with. And it's like they're playing either the same game that is, you know, old, old, old. Overwatch is a little bit different. Or it's like they're playing some fucking shit. I'm like, who, who's playing this game? You are, apparently. So, anyways. Anyway, the Marvels. The Marvels. So we'll keep it spoiler free for the movie just came out. So we, won't, we don't want to spoil the film. Uh, but I do just kind of want like broad strokes. How, uh, how did you feel about it, Todd? I mean, it was all right. Um, I, I, I already know everything that happens in the fucking movie. I mean, at this point, so I, yeah, I, uh, I just like you know my answer. I just, uh, I, I don't know what it. you don't have an answer. You didn't see the movie. No, I'm, I don't know what it's gonna take for me to go and actually want to watch Marvel movies anymore. I don't know. I don't care. The last one I watched, I've only seen Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider. You liked it, I think. Yeah, you liked Guardians, like, right? Yeah, and I appreciate Spider Man more after rewatching it. But I don't think I've watched anything else from this phase. Uh, I think those are uh, two. From this phase, I think that might be wrong. Phase five. Quantumania? You did not nope. watch? Didn't see that. Didn't see Black uh, Panther. Didn't see the Marvels. Didn't see um, uh, Eternals. Four? No, I've seen Eternals. Eternals uh, didn't see... we're in, we're in I only watched some of so... I only watched some of Thor. I, I gave oh, up. Yeah. Phase five is we're we're in the we're almost at the midpoint of phase five. So yeah, I guess phase five. Todd probably hasn't watched anything other than Guardians. I haven't watched any of the shows. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, it's only been uh, Secret Invasion and Loki. Loki. 
That's all right, because the Loki finale already got spoiled for me because everyone can't stop talking about it online and <laughs> making it like the main thing, like who's so and so was better, you know? And it's like, oh, cool, we're doing this already. They're like, well, yeah, it aired still, four days I, ago. We we can talk about Loki in a second because I actually do want to talk about Loki, also kind of spoiler free. But Mike, the Marvels, you've seen it twice now, so we're seen where twice are you at? Now. Uh, again, I I still think it's perfectly. I say perfectly mid, and I don't mean mid in like the disparaging way. I just mean in the sense that there's a lot of times we would talk about these films and we're all, we can never say like, oh yeah, this is my number one, or this is my, well, we'll say like, oh yeah, out of all the MCU stuff, top half versus bottom half. Like, yeah, I think this movie was bad. I don't know how bad, but I would say it's in my lower rankings as opposed to my upper ranks. This one like squarely in the middle middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was great. Yeah, I don't think it was great by any means, but I also think that I enjoyed parts of it. It had its charm. It had its laughs. The main bad guys trash. I heard that's like the worst part. They're all they've all been trash. They really have. The the problem with the villains, I think, in the MCU currently, and this is just a, a broad thing, is they clearly are working towards Kang, and they seemingly don't care about. I think this is an ongoing problem with villains for the most part. Because I feel like yeah. this is, I think this is what was like leading into fucking Thanos. I think there was a lot of throwaway villains in the the first, like you know. Um, I don't want to know if they threw away the villains in the beginning, leading up to Thanos, but they definitely like there were definitely probably villains they could have done more with, like like Ultron maybe could have had like they brought Yellow Jacket oh. back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. True. I feel like uh, like villains like Ultron could have maybe like maybe they could have lingered for like a, a couple of movies or something. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have to be like a one and done yeah. getting it's, it out. It's possible that Ultron comes back. Hopefully one one of them did get away, right? One of them went into the woods or did Vision kill them? Yeah, he killed them in the woods. Ultron, the the robot is not important. Ultron, the, the, the program AI program is. Yeah. 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 Well, it also I mean, it, and I don't mean this in a negative way, because like it, at the end of the day, it's silly nonsense. They can do whatever they want; it doesn't matter. But like with their heavy reliance on the multiverse and making it like a very prominent part of the current MCU, like they can use that to do whatever they want, and they can do it in a way where to be it, fair. To be fair, in the multiverse, Ultron's already back and has all the Infinity Stones. So yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the other portion of that is that like it's so prominently utilized and talked about and referenced in the MCU now, where like if they were to bring things back or bring people back or other things back through that, it shouldn't be a shock to like more mainstream casual viewers. So like they they could bring whoever the fuck they want back and do whatever they want because they've made it very very clear like anything's possible now. Um, Oh, I know what's gonna get me back. If if that rumor that like, uh, Secret Wars or whatever the fuck is coming out, the la- the next two Avengers movies, if it's if if it's the one that says Hugh Jackman and uh, Tobey Maguire are leading the Avengers, I'm sold. You got me. You got me hook, line, and sinker. So only you're just last stand Spider-Man. What's so that? Ta- only if it's only last, if it's last stand Spider-Man, the one with the leather jacket. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Todd just wants to play the hits at this point. Todd said, "Todd said, give me nostalgia. I I can't. I don't want to watch new. Things. I want. Nah. I he mean, didn't I like, just... he didn't like it in Spider Man three, but he he likes it now. I felt like Spider Man three, like it was wasted potential because I feel like they brought those guys in way too late into that movie. 
Um, and like there wasn't much time to like let those guys marinate and like have like interaction. Like all of a sudden they're like, my person died too. Like you just jumped right to that. Like you know, like well, there wasn't even like the same person. It's kind of easy to kind of slip into. No, that, of course, you know? no, 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 I know. But like, um, yeah, I just felt like it was. I, I was kind of disappointed that it happened so late in the movie. But yeah, I mean, whatever. No, it's fucking trash. <laughs> I, don't know. I I think I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like if I had to throw a number on the Marvels, I was going back and forth in my head of what that would be like out of ten. I think it's probably like somewhere around a seven for me, which like that's taking the movie for what it it, it is and not like you know, trying to rank it up against because this is like the other problem that it's not a problem, it's just that I think it's hard sometimes to like quantify how you're going to talk about all of these movies and TV shows because there sort of really isn't anything else that has this much that's supposed to be considered one entity like in this medium. Uh, so, so like, yeah, there's, there's 30 plus movies. I don't even know how many TV shows now more than 10. Maybe I don't even know. Yeah, there's quite a few. So, like, you're talking about something that's, you know, nearing 50 entries. You know what I mean? And it's it's essentially more of, like, here's this big thing with episodes. Like, these are all just different episodes. And, you know, some of them are more heavily for the grand scheme. Some of them are a little bit more divergent. Um, The things that I really liked about this movie is the cast, like the the main three in Kamala, uh, Kamala's family and uh, like Samuel Jackson. I think they were all like good energy, good dialogue. I thought this movie was like, was more like the Miss Marvel show in that I feel like the Miss Marvel show had a nice comic book energy to it where it was like quippy and fun and quick without being like, I don't know, eye rolly. And I feel like this movie also kind of had that where it was like, there were a lot of jokes that I did personally laugh at that were just kind of like off dialogue, like not the main joke of the, of the string of words or not like the main focus of the dialogue that was happening. And I, I did appreciate those moments. I like, I, there were a lot of moments that like I did get a chuckle from, um, I, I like the actress. I don't know her name that plays Miss Marvel is fantastic. And I hope they use that character. Mon- yeah. Uh, Iman Vellani. I I hope they utilize her more in upcoming projects because I think she's great. Uh, I, I think that character brings a lot of good energy to the screen. So, I mean, I yeah. Would, that, I would yeah. say, I would say, having watched the film, that there is plans to continue. Yes, to use her. I, I think so too, which is great to see. I hope it's, I hope it doesn't, because I know that there was talks at some point of like street level heroes and cosmic heroes and whatever heroes. I hope that if Miss Marvel, whether they should or shouldn't be relegated to like a street level thing in whatever is going on with that character and future stuff. I hope that doesn't just, because I get nervous that like the street level quote unquote street level heroes will get subjected to like TV Disney plus shows only. And I hope that's not what they're doing in their mind with, with that. One no, of the street- no one of the street level heroes that they continue to talk about is Spider-Man and he will not be relegated to TV shows. Yeah, but that's just fucking Spider-Man too. Like it, that's, they're always going to treat that character differently. 
He's the Daredevil friendly neighborhood. The, the Daredevil show is a sh- the Daredevil thing is a show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. And I feel like everything is basically. I feel like it keeps like everything keeps changing. Like I don't. Yeah. Like Blade is a movie. As oh, was Blade initially know, not a movie? I, I I forget. I think it was, but like then they 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 relegated Blade to like the fourth billing of his own movie, and, and now like it's it was being about, rewritten like, again. Yeah, like it's like a fucking disaster, and like he's so annoyed with it. But uh, getting back to that, as what I was gonna say is, do you think actors are now looking at Marvel and being like, yeah, I don't think I want to be a part of that, like I did like a few years ago, because like because because of and I, I'm talking more about on the side of like. With the script issues, with like bringing in someone big, like what's the Moonlight guy's name? Why am I blanking? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. No Moonlight. Uh, oh Moonlight. Movie. Oh uh, Mahershala. Oh yeah. Moonlight. Bringing someone like a huge guy like that, and the guy's had nothing but a negative experience so far. He's just like voicing frustration over and over again, and like you. Just, I don't think they're gonna get these people that they want. And like, who knows if these Fantastic Four rumors are true? But hearing that, like. Adam Driver turned something down, or that uh, Margot Robbie turned something down. Like I don't know if this is true yeah, or not, but, but like, but like, you have to also consider like with at least those two specific actors, like Adam Driver. I feel as someone I don't know the guy personally. I have no actual idea, but someone who's been entrenched in Star Wars already, I feel like some sometimes those actors don't want to like pigeonhole their career into like just being in that type of blockbuster like adam driver's a great actor and, and margot robbie, robbie is too um but like i don't know margot robbie's already so synonymous with the dc universe and has done a handful of those films so who knows i mean i i i would maybe turn him down too plus she's also i mean she just fucking did barbie you know what i mean like she she could do whatever she wants like she she doesn't need to like there are some big actors that would probably like a nice Disney check. Margot Robbie probably has already quite a few nice paychecks. You know what I mean? Which not saying that money is like the the deciding factor for some of those actors, but I just I just read an article about uh, the dude from the Bear, the main dude, Jeremy Allen White, mm-hmm. and they were like, I guess he went on a Marvel. He he went on an interview for a Marvel movie, and he basically asked them. He's like. So why should I take this movie? And they were basically like, get the fuck out of here kind of thing and everything. And I'm like, dude, that's, I mean, I, A, it's a great question. And B, like, they just, I, I don't like that mentality that they were just like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you know, dude's passionate about it. Like, fucking tell him why he should take the fucking part. Not just because it's a fucking Marvel movie. And now you lost fucking Jeremy Allen White. Fuck. Know, Is that a seemed... real thing, though? Is that like a thing Jeremy Allen White said? He said it. Yeah, he said it. Yeah. And it, and it seemed when he said it, it seemed like he regretted going into the interview like that. So yeah, yeah, because yeah. he he fucked himself yeah. over basically. Yeah. I'm sure he would if they like came to him again and were like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a second shot at this." Like, right. you want to try that interview again? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Do. I don't know. I mean, I I we can't like sit here and pretend to know like we know what's going on in like in behind the scenes and in those interviews and whoever they're like looking at cast for stuff or whatever. But like pulling it back to the Marvels. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I I still think I kind of probably agree with Mike in the grand scheme of the whole universe of movies and TV shows. It would probably find itself somewhere in the middle for me. It's definitely not in the bottom for me. I know that for sure. Um, I don't know where where you're kind of landing with with this movie as it stands, Tom. I know you enjoyed it, which I was surprised. I I was surprised. I I was happy to hear that you had fun. Yeah, it's probably middle of the road. Yeah, I didn't hate going to see the movie. 
Mike yeah. didn't hate it so much that he went to see it a second time. Back to back, baby. Time. I wanted to make sure I was right about how I initially assessed it, and I think I was. It, it um, is weird. Not weird. This is probably the first movie I can think of since Disney Plus has come out where it really does kind of hinge. It it, it goes in it's like, hey, listen, you better already know these characters. Yeah. yeah. If you don't... If you don't, we will explain it to you very briefly, and it's going to sound very like quickly, absolute, yes. It's going to yeah. sound like absolute nonsense. Yep. Well, uh, that I was did, kind of the I thing that throwaway line that was like, "So your powers came from going through a witch hex." Going yeah. Like yeah. I mean, but and that's the thing. Like, I they clearly need to make sure they don't alienate people who are just not going to watch the shows or not watch everything, and that's got to be their messy way of doing it. But but on the flip side because we're on the side of we've watched all these things you can appreciate that like throwaway line of so wait you walk through witch hex you know like because because for the person who has not watched wandavision that line probably doesn't mean anything to them other than i think they need i think i was i was gonna make a reference to brendan having not watched secret innovation but oh that's true yeah yeah just ignore it so it's like, yeah, a witch hex. I think they're talking about Scarlet Witch. I don't know what the fuck a witch hex is. What, what does that even mean? It's crazy that when they say witch hex, they mean literally she made a shape in the side in the shape of a hexagon. Like that is that is the extent of it. It's like my magic was in the shape of a hexagon. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was good. I I I think the like I also like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel in the first movie and subsequent appearances throw and I, I thought she was really good in this uh the actress that plays a hero that we still have a name for right we don't have an official name think, for that hero i photon. think the character is typically called photon but yeah she did not have a name in this well film. she's also oh. called uh professor marvel yeah no hey, they referenced who's, you talking they about who's photon spectrum they also spectrum. i was gonna say i thought it was spectrum yeah. i thought it was yeah. spectrum so it's no, they they bring up her spectrum name in the movie. I I think the character that she's like playing is Photon. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I I I thought they were all great. Um, I mean, if you like cats, a lot of cats in this movie. There's, no, of cats. The cats. There's no cats in the movie. Uh, if you like Flurkins, a lot of Flurkins in the movie. There you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely the best movie since Guardians, the best MCU movie. I'm so low. Well, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, you're right you're right so uh, kind of temperature check on the mcu looking at it as we stand we're we're about almost halfway through phase five which i feel like even the phase numbers like mean nothing to me anymore i feel like they were very easily defined back in the infinity saga and now it's like i had to look up to see what phase we were in currently and what things are included in this phase and and i just think it doesn't necessarily matter because if you look at how phase four ended phase four ends with technically the guardians of the galaxy holiday special uh and then before that it's black panther wakanda forever so like i i don't wouldn't say that that so phase four is wandavision falcon winter soldier black widow loki season one what if shang chi eternals hawkeye no way home moon knight multiverse of madness Miss Marvel, Thor 4, She-Hulk, Werewolf by Night, Wakanda Forever, Guardians Holiday Special. I don't think that arc, that phase ended with anything. Like, it didn't, like, I, I, I don't think it it's... Anything. Yeah, so like, it's just kind of like, 
It's just we're going to group this this number of things together and call it a phase. Because, sure, did it, like, establish the multiverse, I guess? Uh, Yeah, I guess with the multiverse of madness. And No Way Home. And No Way Home. And did you so say I What guess, If? I wasn't really paying attention. What If is in there as well. Okay. So I guess, like, that's in Loki, sort of, too, maybe? Yeah, I guess a little bit. So, sure, I guess that phase was about that, and now phase five is also Loki. just kind of about that. Loki's, I guess, there was branches. So. I feel like... Uh, I was going to say, Loki season one was mostly time and not really... I feel like Thanos was like always like this impending doom and like never felt like a failure where I feel like King for a lot of people don't know King probably like they know Thanos and I feel like he's well, failed every single fucking thing. he's been. So like he doesn't seem like fucking scary or like well, some so guy that's different things at play here though. Like from an audience perspective, like Thanos was always looming in mostly post credit scenes, but I would still argue that like there were probably a lot of moviegoers that didn't really know what that aspect of teases was supposed to be. I think. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a major plot beat until when did the stones even start working their way into Guardians? Is that the first stone like in the movie? They, or... So they start actually no, talking about the Tesseract. Oh, no, it was tesseract. Yeah, the Tesseract. Yeah, so wait. Tesseract was Age of Ultron. Until... Yeah, Age of Ultron's when they figured out that the stones were something important. Um and I know after Thor 2 was when uh they the Asgardians bring the ether which was the reality stone to the collector and he's like, "Oh, I got a couple more to go" or something. But he said it in like a Benicio del Toro kind of way. Yeah. Um so Somewhere around that part is when we start figuring out, okay, the stones are what's important here. Yeah, I don't think we necessarily have anything too concrete of like we 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 know it is Kang and and to kind of circle back to Todd's thing, according to the director of Loki season two, we have not seen the the true Kang yet. Like the the main timeline's Kang. So all of the other Kangs that have been in there, the one in Quantumania, the other ones that have been in Loki. Is that it for now? Just those two places? Pretty much. Uh, have just been variants, which do you know what? Loki's doing a lot of the, Loki season one and two are doing a lot of the heavy lifting for what this buildup is supposed to be. And, and isn't that what you just said couldn't happen? What? A TV show? TV shows being movies being reliant on TV shows. Well, no, I just, I think that I, I think that they are going to maybe find out that, or maybe they're already aware that like the TV shows are not the same viewership as the movies, like not the same core audience maybe. And I don't necessarily know how you recap Loki in a quippy way that you do in like you know how these other two heroes exist in this movie currently uh maybe Quantumania was supposed to be part of that introduction but movie didn't do great so i don't know how many people are gonna you know i mean someone doing a recap video on youtube is gonna get all the fucking 
traffic for this, not the movies or TV shows. Quantumania didn't really tell us anything about Kang besides that he can be defeated by ants. That's I guess that's true too. Um, to be fair, they were very smart ants. Very smart. We're very smart ants. So I think I think there's a lot of uh, kind of what ifs I, I pun intended i guess uh not really but sure about like how this is going to play out and looking at how phase five unless things change are supposed to play out from this point forward what if season two which again i have to imagine that's not a same audience as like the main audience of the mcu because it's animated and it's a disney plus show so, like, I think the animation part of it will also work against it um, as far as, like, broader viewership. Uh, Echo, which I I did, I did thought that got delayed even further. I thought that had, like, a no-timeline situation. No Coming out on my birthday. birthday. Yeah, we have a trailer and have a date. Oh. Did I, I not, did I not send the trailer to the group? You might have. I might have been thinking of something different that... Uh, oh, you did send it. Yeah. No, I watched the trailer. I'm thinking of something else then. Um, Deadpool 3, which... I kind of think, and I think we've all kind of said this in some way, I, I think kind of the future of the MCU in the short term kind of hinges on Deadpool 3. Like, not only, you know, bringing people back and getting people excited, maybe that have not been paying attention or watching movies and shows from, from the MCU, but also I feel like maybe they're going to use the plot of that film to bring some stuff in, tie some stuff together. I mean, spoilers aside for the Marvels, I mean, the end of that movie does like the things that take place in that movie outside of the movie's main plot do tie in some broader MCU things. Um, but I still think we're really just kind of breadcrumbing it at this point. Like we know what's out there and we're still not dealing with it. Uh, I think they're ways. trying to get the adults back right now, too. I think it's that seems like what they're doing now. Blade's going back to being R-rated. They're doing like fucking Echo, like it's like a fucking classic uh, Daredevil Netflix series. They're fucking like kind of what people were bitching about. It seems like they're starting to listen to those people and be like, all right, we're going to start doing this shit now. We're going to have these R-rated. Deadpool's going to be R-rated. They, they gonna definitely be have to shake something up because yeah. between what I think is, and I don't think I personally have like superhero fatigue. I just do think they are maybe trying to not only do too many things at once, but they're doing so many. They're doing way more things than they did, you know, in the Infinity Saga. We're getting way more, much more content. And I think we're getting a slower drip feed of main arc progression. Does that make sense? Like we're we're essentially getting almost double the content per phase, but the the main arc plot that is being pushed through that double side sized content is slower than what we were getting before in five movies or whatever per arc per phase. No, the only thing that's going to save this is they need to get. Nolan, Scorsese, Tarantino, fucking yeah, Fincher. They need they need those guys to come in and save the day. Um. So after Deadpool, we get Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, then Daredevil, Born Again, Captain America, New World Order, and finishing on Ironheart. 
I wouldn't which, be surprised if they bail on Ironheart and Agatha at this point. I don't feel like the, the excitement's there behind either of those things. I wouldn't be surprised for them to totally bail on both of those. I think it's too late in Agatha. I think so. Yeah, maybe. They're, I think uh, Ironheart's... They're doing something with Agatha that I'm still not sure what's happening. Because they've already changed the title of that show four times. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure if it's on purpose or if they just like don't know what they're doing with it. Listen, Aubrey Plaza is like, in that show. Do not axe that show. Yeah, right. Give me I, that show. The, I, I the Marvel's making as the Marvel's making as little money as it's making is gonna be like they're definitely gonna get rid of some shit, even if they had it planned, I guarantee. Like Well, they, they already pushed everything back, so yeah. um, that's probably yeah. like already like a precaution. I mean, Mike and I were also talking earlier today. Like, like I think Deadpool is the only movie next year, right? Did you just say that? Uh, I don't I have dates. Ne- I don't have dates next to this, but is Captain like, America not a movie? It is a movie that doesn't come out until twenty twenty five. So then, so then, yeah, I guess Deadpool is the only movie. Mike, what are we gonna say? I don't remember anymore. It should just be Deadpool for movies, and I think what if everything else was a show. What if yeah, and else. Echo for a show? I think is all that comes out next year. Uh, maybe I know Echoes in January. What if is somewhere? Uh, spring. Yeah, I don't remember. It, they can just drop that. Also. Oh, I guess probably 97 is probably ready to print ready at some point. They gave us a bunch of merchandise for that already. So they're just going to get rid of feet. They're going to get rid of Feige at this point. Guy's a bum. Get him out of there. He's going to Star Wars. That's what I hear. <laughs> Wait, is that a serious thing? He's not anymore. I think I saw an article saying like, hey, yeah, he's not, doing not happening. He like oh, said right. it wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know who. I, I don't know if one thing or one person is the problem. I, I just think they do need to like sort of reevaluate what they have been doing. The, the last they need phases. to bring in Zack Snyder to fucking Snyder up the place and fucking yeah, get that's it going. We need, we need a four hour. Did you movie. did you watch the the latest trailer for Rebel Moon that no. came out like today? Nope. I'll send it to you guys later. Um, the world doesn't need I, heroes; it needs rebels. I think <laughs> the Marvels. I just saw had a <laughs> had a few things kind of working against it. I think you know, obviously, the strike doesn't help like promoting the movie uh, like you know withheld the those actresses and actors from from being able to you know do stuff for that which maybe doesn't impact it greatly but i think it probably does a little bit um definitely hurt but there was a lot of bad buzz coming out before the strikes even happened with this movie but i definitely I, think it did hurt it i guess part of my thing is like the internet seems that like everyone hated the film and the amount of money that this film has made so far there's no way all those people saw this movie so no. like I well, I mean that's the other thing too that Mike and I were talking about earlier is like a lot of people on the internet don't like Brie Larson, yeah, for you know whatever reasons. I can also very without even having to look into it. I'm sure a lot of people want to shit on this movie because it's Brie Larson, because it's you know a female led cast, a female directed movie. Like those people exist, and that shit is definitely happening. I mean, that's that's also a reality. Uh, yeah, but the ticket sales are really what speaks to it. Like, if you look at the Rotten Tomato score, which is currently tomato meter, so the review score is 62, audience score 84. So, like, I don't know. That can be padded, too, I'm sure, with audience score. Uh, I, do you have to, like, prove you saw the movie somehow? Is there, like, even a way to fucking do that? No. Nope. Uh, 
Yeah, I feel they did do something in the just wake for, of Captain Marvel. Just for uh, the tomato meter, right? Oh, no. It, and the, okay. So un, have under to, like have some verification. Yeah, under the audience score, it says 1000 plus verified ratings. I don't know what that means, and I don't feel like clicking on it to find out. Um, and, so and maybe there's a way to like maybe there's a way to like scan your movie ticket or something to like prove you saw it or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I have no idea what the mechanics are, but I think that it in response to review bombing, they did make some sort of change to how reviews are submitted. I don't know if it's like audiences can't submit scores until after the movie's actually released or whatever, but this was a thing that happened. They did yeah. something for the Little Mermaid, maybe the was... the tomato meter too, right? Where like they found out that people were being paid to submit positive reviews. Yeah, something that was else like happened recently. There too. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, like yeah. both both sides were being manipulated, and I yeah. think they work they worked on both. Um, I. Jen and I got some slices of pie earlier, and she's she's texting me. Timothy Chalamet messed up our pies. We're missing one. The the kid working looked like Timothy Chalamet. No, I I gathered as much. I think that was um, pretty straightforward. But yeah, I mean, all, all that stuff aside, like the the ticket sales are are not great. I I hope it you know for the sake of the actresses involved and the director, uh, you know, I I hope it has a healthier swing throughout the weekend because I did enjoy it, and I don't think it's. In, and in fairness to it, maybe sort of too. Like it, it was still number one this weekend. It's just that no, Five Nights at Freddy's was. It beat it out in its third week. We did. Well, it really. Todd's incorrect. Todd is one hundred percent correct. Not, I know I read it. That was number two with only nine million. But that, the fact that that movie's doing what it's doing is insane. So I was like, that Five Nights at Freddy's. You can watch family. it for free. You literally can fucking That's watch the, it. For that free. is honestly the craziest it's part. It's fucking insane. It's on Peacock. Dude, it made 130 million its opening weekend being Which on either Peacock. Means, and people went to the movies and fucking saw it. It's insane. I mean, in fairness, it could either mean that the Five Nights at Freddy's fans are like fucking insane. running Great. to the theater, or, or no one really has Peacock. Like, it really uh, could go either way. Uh, I mean, it, it was twenty five million dollar twenty five million dollar budget, and it's at like two thirty right now. To two forty for a month with your twenty dollars that it would take to go to yeah. the movies, right? And my and obviously the kids loved it. Fucking it's maybe like a, maybe uh, throwing out there. Maybe Five Nights at Freddy fans aren't smart enough to think about doing that. To be fair, well, at some point we'll have friend of the show Matthew Lillard on, and we can. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't want to dive too off topic, but like the animatronics in that, like the the the, the uh, costumes are fucking. Wait, is, it, is it still effects? Yeah, dude, it's oh, like legit. Cool. It's it's pretty cool. Oh. Like this, there's, there's like a scene where like a fan's. I think so. Yeah. Yes, there was one that, it, but there's a scene oh, where like Foxy. a fan's. Can't be. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Foxy might. I can't remember. But the one, there's a the cupcake. The Whoever has the cupcake. The one that doesn't have a bottom. Okay. Yeah. Is, yeah. is not practical. But there's like a little scene with like a fan. You see it in the background. They're just talking, and all of a sudden you see like the animatronic suit walk by like really quick. And like if you turn, you're like, and it looked really cool. Like it was, it was, uh, it was well done. But it's, dude, it's, it's, it's like the lightest PG-13 movie I've ever seen in my life. It should be PG. When there's blood, there's like a little scrape with like a teeny, teeny bit of blood on like, you know, like it's like very mild on everything. Like as far as violence and everything, everything happens off screen. All right, we're going to do a series playthrough as a group. Let's all get I, here. We'll get drunk and we'll just play through together. I bought them. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll fucking. That game scares the shit out of me sometimes when fucking Freddy pops in there really quick. If you fucking, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's what they need. They got to bring Freddy into the MCU. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was a good movie. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I had a, I had a good time with it. It's kind of it's kind of where right. I I think the MCU needs a needs some sort of shakeup. That's kind of where I'm at. Did you guys see what I meant by me saying it had like a Guardians feel to it? Uh, yeah, I guess. I got that vibe from the trailer. Like there was like seemed like kind of Guardians. Like with the that's... with the, how the characters interact. With how the characters interact, I mean that planet where the the planet with the prince yeah. on it was yeah. very was very Guardians. Yeah, yeah. No, it it did I mean, some fun things. Like, like I was Guardians elements to it. Yeah, I had even, a good time with it. Even even the fucking villain. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I mean, yeah, that's true. the villain from Guardians. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's I'm the thing. That. Like of all like. I don't want to say I'm like an MCU apologist, I, but I'm definitely higher right, and enjoy for the ride for what it is for the most part more than maybe you guys do in a lot of ways, at least currently. But Bro, if, I've at least seen Secret Invasion. It's the and one I thing saw I the Marvels twice. What can you say? All right, well then, there we go. The real fans stand up. If there was any movie recently in the MCU that really just feels like it's a fucking cog in the machine to get from point A to point B in the grander thing. I feel like that's what probably hurts this movie the most is that like the villain is really kind of just nothing. And it's really just this movie to me felt mostly like a way for them to introduce two other heroes that were previously only in Disney plus shows and introduce what will be probably a two different, maybe three different larger plot points in the grander MCU going forward. I thought this movie was better about that than quantum mania and love and thunder. Hmm. I don't even what I don't understand what love and thunder story. As being like just a cog in the machine. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Christian Bale as fucking Gore is fucking awesome. Like when he's on screen, which is so good when he's on screen, which is three minutes, like nothing. Yeah, it's not great. The rest of the film is like they did the cardinal sin in that movie too. They did the cardinal sin in that movie. What fucking they brought kids in and fucking gave kids fucking power. They fucking. They did what I like. What I hated about Iron Man three, they fucking threw a kid in there, and fucking made it like this goofy Uh, little thing. And no, Thor: Love and Thunder's biggest problem was it found itself quickly being Borderlands and stayed there for way too long. Like it was like I can take some of the like I don't even know if it's slapstick. Like I can take some of the silly, silly humor for like pockets but i feel like that movie maybe did it a little way too much the whole movie was very silly with on the like the edges like sprinkled in was gore the god slayer it's like, it like oh this like, might sprinkled in was like a little bit of plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> they had the goats they had the screaming um, goats, the goats. <laughs> and then yeah, Quantumania, which is just like i Certainly I was. I don't know if there's a redeeming quality from Quantum Mania. All right. Uh, no, what's his name's butt? I don't even know if he. I don't like even know. Modox butt. 
Yeah, the, C- the CGI is is the Modoc cheeks. I, yeah, yeah, I don't M- know. Modoc is cheeked up. I don't know if there's a redeeming quality from Quantum Mania. Like, I don't know if I watched that movie and was like, the one good thing I can take out of that movie is this. Well, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony died in the first movie, didn't he? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I was like, wait, he's back. Was like... There, there was an ant named. Someone Anthony. had an ant name. Yeah, there was oh. another named ant. Yeah, it was like. Antoine, I think it might have been Antoine. Antoine may have been there. Um, um but I yeah, know, it's I, it's fine. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think anything good came out of Quantum Mania. The best, the best part of that movie was the beginning when he's skipping down the street, yeah. and the best part of the movie was the end when he's skipping down the street. <laughs> yeah, uh, the best part of the movie was says, "Thank you, Spider Man." <laughs> Yes, it's a pretty good part. Ruben Rabasa is the best part of that movie. That's the one <laughs> thing I could take away from that movie and be like, yep, that's it. He um, needs to come back. No, Wong's great in that movie too, right? Does Wong show up at the end? Is that what's happening? Uh, the post-credit scene, doesn't Wong show up at their dinner or something? I think I know that also happens in Shang-Chi, but doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Ant-Man end that way? I don't know. I don't know who either. Maybe I'm just thinking about Shang-Chi. I thought he showed up. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. I It introduces the quantum realm, which they do reference the quantum realm in the Marvels. I don't know why. I, I don't do. I don't see I don't see them using that. I don't think the quantum realm is going to have anything to do with. The multiverse, really. Well, of course, because in the multiverses, they have their own quantum realm. Well, uh, quantum realms and, you know, no, the stuff quantum realm, the quantum realm apparently is adjacent to the other realms we learned that in loki <laughs> yeah whatever i i will say briefly, i don't know how the other realms we, work yeah we do have to wrap did, wrap things up but they did say that it was adjacent to the other yeah because we're running long but todd i will say you should probably watch loki season two because it has some whatever moments but i do think that it has for mcu standards just some of the best, just like scene composition and cinematography. Like it was, no, the it first very, season was for me. The first it, season was like the best thing that came out of like all yeah, these shows for me. Like very not action heavy, which I appreciated. A lot of like close up face dialogue acting, which I'm like, cool. Like I think Tom Hiddleston's a good actor. The actress that plays Sylvia, I think, is a good actor. Owen Wilson is really fucking good in this show. Like, I, I like there's a lot more focus on acting in the show, which I really appreciated just interesting camera angles and like the way the camera pans and stuff, you know, John of the majors is really good in the show. Um, you know, for whoever, whatever he is outside of the show, he's, he's very good on the show. Um, it it does some interesting things. I, I think it does end in a interesting way. I'm curious, Mike and I were talking about that the other night too, after we watched the Marvels, just kind of, what does that mean for the MCU and sort of what does that mean for Loki's character uh, going forward? He's tying it all together. He's tying it all together. Uh, but I don't want to, we don't need to go down a spoiler thing of that, but I, I think it's like, I, I left it the way I did on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's a, uh, I just think it's like a very interesting, not typical MCU thing that I enjoyed. And it's probably the best, even though it does, kind of tie itself together to the grander picture. I think it's probably the best 
example of them doing something that at least right now up front is kind of removed from the MCU as a whole. And it's like just the best version of that, of like, we're going to just tell this other story. And yeah, sure, it'll probably tie in, in down the line, but that's not the focus necessarily of the show. Maybe season two a little bit more than season one. Uh, I guess they kind of both end the same way, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. A little messy and plot-wise in the middle, I think, but overall, I think it's a, it's a good show. The the effects of like the timelines being destroyed when they're in them, uh, I liked like the ribboning effects and stuff. Enjoying spaghetti, yeah, yeah. I did think it was interesting that they reused the spaghetti effect. Mm. Ouroboros is really good too. Like, um, really good. I enjoyed him. The, the whole cast is Mike and I were saying like B fifteen is also really good, but also kind of doesn't maybe no, go anywhere. In a lot of the second season, yeah. And same thing with uh, the the other actor that assists Ouroboros later on in the show. I forget what the character's name is. Casey. Casey. Casey yeah. Uh, so it's like a it's like a good little ensemble. Um, Renslayer is good too for you know what you get of Renslayer. Anyways, before we wrap things up and go into the game, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 393 of the Past Control Podcast. We're close to 100. That means we'll hit 100. 400? Seven left? Do we hit 400 this year? There's seven weeks left? Uh, Be close. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 393. Uh, of course, if you are a fan of the show, friend of the show, want to help support the show, the best way to do that, the easiest way, freest way to do that is to take a quick moment, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. Super beneficial, and it really helps go a long way in us growing the show. So we'd appreciate it if you took a quick minute to do that. If you're an audio-only listener, just a quick friendly reminder that we do stream the show live every time we record on twitch.tv slash passcontroller. If you can't make the live show, we also put those archive up on our YouTube channel so you can catch us in video format over there. If you're you know, a video listener or watch us live on stream, uh, just a friendly reminder, you can also listen to us on the podcast feed of your choice wherever you listen to podcasts. You can go to pastcontroller.io to see all the stuff that we do, whether it's written articles or cocktail videos or whatever else. It may be we do a lot of fun and interesting things outside of the show, so go and check those things out. If you get money, there's ways to give us money. Patreon.com slash PassController, PassController.threadless.com, Twitch.tv slash PassController, subscribe to us over there. But without further ado, we're getting down to the wire. We're we are get closing in on the end of the year. And as we do every year, we... Keep a tally of the leaderboard for those getting points on the end of show games. Currently, as the board stands, Dom is in first with 46, Todd is in second with 41, and Mike is in third with 36. Mike has been slowly gaining ground, and Todd's been slowly losing some ground to Dom. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this year shakes out. And tonight, we're going to play a new game. A game that I like to call... Rated P for points. How this game works, 
I'm going to give you the title of a game. You're going to give me what you think the Metacritic score, review score for that game is. Whoever gets it the closest, you can go over. It's whoever is simply the closest will get a point. This sounds like it relies on you doing math, and that's not really your strong suit. That's all right. (laughs) Does Metacritic have user and critic? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I never use this site. Uh, It does have user, I believe. But it's like fucked with pretty drastically. Well, that doesn't essentially matter for us with the how this is going to work out. So. It looks like for the critic score, it's an it's a number and for the user score, it is a out of 10 score. So this is what we're going to do. There are two points on the line per game. Whoever gets closest for critic and closest for user will get points. Game number one. Midnight Suns. Mike, what do you think this got for a critic score? Uh, I'm sorry. So you said you said basically both are numbers, I think. So the critic score is a one out of a hundred number and the other. The user score is a one out of ten with a decimal point. Okay, so I'm going to say. Critic. 79 okay and i'll say user 5.2 okay dom where you at 74 and uh 6.5 okay todd take us home uh 82 no 81 81 and 7.8 Say 7.8? Yeah. Todd will get the point for critic score, which was an 83. Todd's at 81. But Dom will get the point for user score. It was a 6.7, and Dom's at 6.5. Interesting. I thought people really liked that game. So that's a 47 for Dom and a 42 for Todd. All right. Game number two. I didn't have all these tabs open because I didn't want a million tabs open. We are going to go with the theme here of superhero games. Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Dom. Uh, Eighty-eight point seven. Eighty and an eight point seven. Todd. A uh, fuck. Where was I going with my overall? What did Dom said? Eighty. Dom said eighty. Uh, you can guess the same numbers. I mean, yeah, if yeah, you're no, the same, um, then you get the points. I'm gonna say seventy-six. A critic, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say six point six for a user. Okay. Okay. Mike. Take us home. 
Uh, I'm gonna say, do I'm gonna say ninety one and God's face. <laughs> I don't right, remember how it. that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I I think I own that game. I think I haven't played it at all. And I'm still gonna I give it a high that game all the time. Uh, what did I say? Just now, ninety something. It doesn't matter. You said ninety one. You could change it. Nah, I'll yeah. leave it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> eight point eight. All right, so that will give Todd a point for Critic. It was a 73. He said 76. And that'll give... Oh, God, I have to do math with these decimal points. Mm. Uh, uh, to Todd as well. It was 7.2, oh. and Todd said 6.6. Right? That's right, right? Dom said 8.7. That bumps Todd if up Midnight Suns isn't doing high, I, I just not expect that game to be right. <laughs> uh, final game on the mix of superhero games. What was the third one I was going to do? Uh, I think it was Superman 64. 20 and <laughs> 1.3. Um, no, there was a specific one I wanted to do. Hmm. There it is. Oh, it was uh, Marvel's Avengers by Square Enix. No, I, I wanted to do something a little maybe harder to pin down. We are going to end here on Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, which is the Vita exclusive, I believe. Oh, so I'm going to say not available for either one because no one played it. Uh, Todd gets to go first on this one. I'm going to go. Uh, was that the side-scrolling one? I, I haven't played so. this game. Nobody played it. Um, I, just I, I, I bought it. it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I got it for free, I think, at some point. But, um, I'm going to go with a 70 for Critic. And I'm going to go for... What? what? What's the matter? What I'm just laughing because I looked up and... Latest user reviews, November 1st, 2023. Oh, wow. Okay. Zero. <laughs> Very bad say. game. I haven't played it, but it doesn't have Killer Moth, so don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Val, um, valid. And, and for user, I'm going to say 6.2. Okay. Okay. What did I say? Uh, 7 and 6.2? 70 and 6.2. Okay. Mike. Could this be the first game that has the same critic and audience score of less than 10? <laughs> Can I say six for both? Um, I might actually do six for both. Well, actually, I might do like a... I might do it's like a beta game. I might do like a four point... Mm, I'm going to say 4.2 for audience. And then for critic, let's give it a, a, a quick 30. <laughs> Jesus, Mike. <laughs> Uh, dumb. Take us home on this one. All right. What did uh, Todd say? Todd said 76.2. Mike said 34.2. I feel like I'm All like, right, so I'm, going, I'm going 50. Oh, he's like, splitting the difference, you piece you of said, shit. You said 4.2, right, Mike? Yeah. And Todd said 7 point something? 6.2. Oh, 6.2. 6.2. Yeah. Uh, what am I saying? Oh, he's doing numbers. Oh, you fucker. I'll do a, I'll do a five point two. 
You piece of shit. Well, I hate to say that Todd just Todd got, got two points. Uh, it is a 61 and a 6.7. And Todd's I get, Did I get that by one point? For the first one? Is it, no. Yeah. Tom said 50. Yeah. Yeah. And I said 70. That's 11. So, yeah. And he said 9. Yep. Yeah, so Todd gets so bumped it... up to a 46. Wow. So that, that puts Todd in a one-point breaking distance. So how do we feel about rated P for points? I like is that. A, it's not is bad. a return, return at some point game? It's not bad. Yeah, Todd likes it because he just scoops like fucking eight <laughs> points tonight. It's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It is quick. It, it, is quick. it, it can bump the numbers, and you know, it's, it's a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit different, you know? Uh, well, that'll do it for this week's episode, episode 393. We appreciate you. Uh, stay good, stay healthy, and we will see you next time.